good morning, everybody. Um, this week, in case you don't know, this Thursday is a little American holiday called Thanksgiving. Uh, Thanksgiving, I think, is the greatest holiday of any holiday ever. Uh, if you don't know what Thanksgiving is, it's essentially a four-day weekend uh, that's dedicated to uh, stuffing your face, watching football, um, hanging out with the people you love, and there is sort of one more little, oh yeah, being thankful. That's, that's part of that day. Uh, and I fully reckon we should adopt Thanksgiving here in Australia. I think I think that's the next political movement we need to bring before uh, our government uh, to vote that in uh, because it's awesome. And you know what my favorite part about Thanksgiving is? Uh, I'll show you. Um, my favorite part of Thanksgiving are dirty potatoes. <laughs> now, you might think uh, it, that's a very odd thing to like about Thanksgiving. Um, I mean, there, there are far more attractive options to like on Thanksgiving Day, whether it's roasted turkey or pumpkin pie or grandma's inappropriate comments because she's old and she just doesn't care anymore. Um, but dirty potatoes, I mean, what's, why do I like dirty potatoes so much? Well, I'll tell you. Uh, I like dirty potatoes. Um, they're, they're fantastic because you look at them and you may think, well, uh, all I can see is a gritty, filthy, uninteresting ball of starch. That's what I, that's what I see. Um, and you would be partially co correct if you viewed potatoes like that. I mean, that's essentially what it is. Um, but when I get my hands on one of these collections of muddy spuds, well, they're just not the same afterward. Uh, you see, my wife tells me I have a gift in cooking potatoes. Not anything else, but potatoes. Somehow, I have a gift. And uh, no Thanksgiving dinner can go ahead without some sort of potato dish. It's sort of like mandatory, just like you have turkey or whatever. You need some sort of potato dish. So every Thanksgiving, I uh, go into the kitchen, I dump out this dirty sack of potatoes uh, into my sink, and I clean them up until they're absolutely spotless. Uh, that process, if you've ever cleaned potatoes before, you know, it takes a while, because there's dirt in every little you know, crack and stuff, and it takes a, a long time, but you know what, the dirtier they are, the more potential they have. Um, just sit that in your brain for a second, and once uh, you've cleaned the potatoes, um, then you sort of uh, take these golden spuds and you refine them in fire. Well, boiling water over fire, uh, and you get them all nice and soft, and then what you do is you pour in some milk, Put in some butter, some salt and pepper, and you mash them all up together. It's a, it's a very terrible process for some of the potatoes, but ultimately they, they are glad to go through it. Uh, then I throw in a little, uh, a little garlic just to spice things up a little bit, but um, they taste pretty good after that, but they're not still complete, my potatoes. Um, you see... I add something else that nobody does into the mix, something that is a secret ingredient, but I think, it's, I think it's worth sharing with you because, well, when I add this ingredient, like, your life will be changed. Uh, so the word needs to get out, and the, and the thing that I add is this, lime, zest of a lime. You may think, well, 
why would you add lime to potatoes? That doesn't make any sense. But when you zest the lime and you put it in your mashed potato recipe, this is the result. You get it like this. I made these this morning. They're a bit cold now since they've been sitting up here all morning. But you, you put your zesty lime potatoes in your mouth. Oh, my gosh. So fantastic. So fantastic. Um, if you want to try some of this afterward, I mean, oh, it just even smells good. Um, you can pass it around, try it. The lime, it's just some I know. Oh, so good. I'm going to leave this here for a second. But when you eat my garlic lime mashed potatoes, you will sing. You're like, oh, that's the sort of effect these potatoes have. Now, you are probably wondering what the heck mashed potatoes have to do with anything whatsoever, right? This is not a cooking class. This is church. Why are you talking about this, Travis? Well, maybe poor Travis has lost his mind with all this extra work that he's doing. That's why he's talking about potatoes. I assure you that's not the case. Today, as uh, James has shared with us, is Celebration Sunday. Every year, for the past few years, we have stopped um, and look back, we've reflected on what God has done uh, and is doing in our lives and in our church family. And, uh, and we are called, biblically, to do this, to stop and be thankful, to think about the things that God has been up to, uh, and to give thanks for what he has done. Thanksgiving. Ah, see what I did there? All right. Now, whether you know it or not, all of us in this room... You, me, all of us are just like this bag of dirty potatoes. This is us, essentially. As you see, without Christ, we are tainted, filthy. Um, nothing inherently good or attractive about us whatsoever uh, until God, like a master potato chef like myself, gets his hands on us. And then when he does that, uh, gets his hand on a dirty sack of potatoes like you and I, well, incredible things happen. Um, check out some reminders of this truth. Um, Mike's going to throw some verses up on the screen. From Colossians chapter 1, verses 13 and 14 says this, For God has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son He loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. In chapter, Colossians 1, chapter, uh, verses 21 and 22, Paul says, Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior. But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. Later on in chapter 2, verses 13 and 14, he says this, When you were dead in your sins... And the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave all of our sins, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. In other words, we were a sack of dirty potatoes. This is us. Um, not anything good about us uh, until God got his hands on us. Uh, and through God, these icky specimens transforms, he transforms us from death to life. 
uh, a process that may be hard and uncomfortable, like mashing potatoes, but ultimately rewarding as we shed off our old life and our old self and are made radiant in his sight. And like adding lime, the secret special ingredient, uh, God adds his secret ingredient to our lives, his Holy Spirit, um, that like a lime adds zest and flavor. That's what God does to us. Um, he cleans us up and not only makes us presentable, but he adds zest to our lives. That when people get a taste of the flavor of us with his spirit in us, well, that's the sort of thing that makes the world sing. And this transformation that Paul mentions here of taking dirty potatoes and making them vibrant and zesty and new and flavorful, oh, I'll never, oh, it's good. Um, is bookended in Colossians by a series of instructions, instructions that were just read for us earlier. Um, and th- if that is the case, if God has gotten, truly gotten a hold of your life, then you and I ought to be thankful, to give thanksgiving, that we should stop and reflect and say thank you to God for what he has done, is doing, and will do in our lives. But thankfulness doesn't end just there, thanking God, Uh, Paul reminds us that he says we ought to be thankful for one another as well. Um, To open our eyes and see how these other potatoes have had some sort of influence on us. That because of these people, um, we're changed. We're different. Um, To see how this sack of dirty potatoes we call Narrabeen Baptist Church uh, have helped us, loved us, bore our burdens, prayed for us, visited us, sacrificed for us, brought us meals, opened their homes to us, just like you heard from these community group leaders. We ought to stop and be mindful of those things and say thank you. Um, I'd like to tell you just for a second about some of those, some of these potatoes uh, in, who are part of this church. And as James said earlier, these are, um, it's, it's easy to think, well, you see the staff or the people who are sharing up here, but there's a ton of people that do things and impact lives that you might not see. And I'd like to tell you about some of those sorts of potatoes. So this potato uh, is named Kay. Uh, Kay, every month for the past several years, has uh, brought communion to church and presented it and prepared it for us and uh, to share in every month. That as we take these elements, we're reminded about Jesus' sacrifice, what he did for us, and we share it together as family. No one knows that Kay has done this, um, but she does it anyway. It's not one of those ministries that gets much recognition, but every month, year after year after year, she's done this. Um, Up until recently when her health has taken a slight turn and she's been unable to do it and she feels horrible about not being able to do it. But I want to look at this potato called Kay and say thank you to her for serving and blessing this church through her ministry. Um, this potato is the name uh, Josh Jang. I like this potato. Uh, Josh has been a part of our church for only about a year or so. Um, but in that time, he instantly got himself plugged in. Uh, he put up his hand and he asked, how can I serve other people? He wasn't content just to sit and take it all in. He, he wanted to get active. Uh, and so he reads the Bible for us regularly. He welcomes people at the door. Um, he digs deep with others in his community group. Um, Josh even asked his community group leader, Kieran, um, how he could start serving others more by uh, visiting people, by doing pastoral care, because 
uh, his dad set that example for him when he was a kid and, and took him along with him as he visited people within his church. And Josh never does this to get any attention for himself. He, he's not ever really seen or noticed. He's a quiet kind of guy. But I see it. And more importantly, God sees it. And I'm thankful for that potato named Josh. This potato is named Roy. He's in the room right now. Roy came to Sydney from Sri Lanka. Uh, Roy is also a pretty quiet guy, but he has a pretty incredible story if you ever stop and listen to him. Uh, and one day I hope that you'll be able to hear his tale. I want to invite him up and let him share with you. But the gist of it was that he left his church back in Sri Lanka, that he was serving because there was intense persecution. Not like sort of like making fun of Christian persecution, like being thrown in jail and killed sort of persecution. And he came here to Sydney, and now that he's here, he's made tons of friends because he's just a really friendly guy. Um, every week, you see him on deck time, and he's just going around saying hi to as many people as he possibly can because he just wants to genuinely get to know people. He's supremely kind. Uh, and even though he does this, his heart is still drawn back to his friends and family in Sri Lanka. And he's shared with me how he desperately wants to go back one day, which doesn't make really much sense. Why would you want to go back to a place that, where bad things could potentially happen to you, where you can get thrown in jail or even get killed? Well, it's because he has a heart for that place and sharing gospel ministry um, among his people, among his friends and family. And so this is one potato that is so full of God's secret ingredients of his spirit that it's just attractive and flavorful and I want to be just like him. Now, I could go on and on. There's a lot of other potatoes that are sitting here. And I could spend time encouraging you. Um, but I want to do something a bit different. Uh, in just a minute, there's a video clip that's going to play. It's an old song from a guy named Ray Bolt. Uh, that was written in the 80s, and you can tell it's a great 80s sound. Um, but the song is simply about uh, a man who dies, he goes to heaven... And while he's in heaven, he's confronted uh, by people that he met along the way, people that he didn't know he had any influence on, but actually it made a huge difference. And I want you to check that out, and then I have some, an exciting instruction for us afterwards. So, Mike, can we cue that up? Thanks. Someone called your name You turned and saw this young man And he was smiling as he came And he said, friend You may not know me now and Then he said, but wait You used to teach my Sunday school When I was only eight And every week you say a prayer before the class would start and one day when you said that prayer 
whenever you do anything for Jesus, that's the sort of effect it has. It's not just random. It's not, it doesn't go unnoticed. Um, it's major. And my life is changed because of people in this church and um, elsewhere who have poured into my life. And I'm sure um, those people don't even really know what they've done. And maybe this is an opportunity this week for us to stop and say thank you to those potatoes that have made a difference in your life. Um, I have a roving microphone here. And as I said, I don't have time personally to go around and thank all these potatoes that I know. Um, But maybe now is an opportunity you want to say thank you to someone, whether they're here or not, to say thank you for uh, them making a difference in your life or maybe someone else's life that you're aware of, one of your family members or friends that you've brought along, um, how they've been able to make your life more zesty this year. Um, Paul instructs us, in light of what God has done for us, um, just transforming dirty potatoes into something beautiful, to be thankful, to be vocal in our church and say thanks to him and others. And so I think the best way for us to end is to give you an opportunity to say, what are you thankful to God about? What is something that he's been doing in your life this year? Or who is someone that you can say thank you to uh, that has made a difference in your life? So I have a microphone. I have two good feet. I'm happy to run around. But how can we spend some time encouraging one another this morning? Who wants to go first?